exciting to have you on. I know that when your team reached out, I was um, encouraged to speak to you, especially uh, with uh, International Women's Day coming up. And I want you to tell uh, our audience a little bit, first of all, about yourself and how you got started in Smile Pop, your business, and why um, it's been so important for you to establish yourself um, in a very male-dominated industry as uh, an unapologetic woman in this space. <laughs> so um, Smile Pop was, I ultimately went out on my own and created Smile Pop in the summer of 2019. And um, it got to a point where I was working for so many different dental practices in New York City with male bosses, and I wanted to do things my way a little bit differently, and they didn't quite really allow that to happen. And so ultimately, I decided that I wanted to kind of give my type of uh, spin on things and bring a little bit of more of that women's softness and charm to orthodontics so that... I can create an environment where it doesn't have to be so sterile and medical office-y feel, but more like a place where people actually enjoy coming to. And I'm not, um, I wouldn't say like I'm a feminist or I never really thought that like I had issues or like obstacles, I guess, dealing with men until I really started my own practice in New York City. And I realized like in order to be taken seriously, sometimes you got to lay on that. I don't want to hate bitch factor, but like you do have to kind of lay down the law a little bit for people to take you seriously. Um, and so that was something that I learned more when I was in the middle of it. I love that you brought that up because I think it's something that, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have personally learned through the years in business that, you know, it, the, the bitch factor is not something that we want to have. It's something that just kind of comes out when you're just setting boundaries and you're just standing up for yourself and asking for what you want and knowing your worth and your value. And if someone wants to peg you as a bitch, well, okay, but you know, you won't back down. So it's really important. Um, I think for all women to see that there are, you know, others who are willing to kind of listen we said no, or this is where I draw the line. And that is also okay, you know, and it doesn't make us any less of a woman. It doesn't, you know, I heard you say uh, that you're not a feminist, but you are, yeah, uh, I, I, because, I, you are, because you're, you're, um, you're basically just demanding equal rights for right. yourself as a professional in this industry, as any other orthodontist should have. So um, and it's like that saying too, like if a woman in business is to do something, you know, she's pegged as laying on the bitch factor, whereas yeah. the men, if a man were to do yeah. it, it would just be normal business practice. So, yeah. And just the other day I was actually scrolling through Instagram and I, it's, it still amazes me how comments such as these still like come up, right? Like um, she is a doctor. The, the person who was, um, uh, who filmed herself was like, you know, I'm a doc, I'm a, I am a emergency ER doctor or something like that. And um, every day I get asked at least once who's taking care of my children, yet my husband has never been asked this question once. Yeah. So it's really, you know, I all I say is it's 2021. Are we <laughs> are we still there? Um, I am, um, you know, excited for you. I mean, it, it, it obviously seems like you found your uh, your lane in that space. I see a lot of pink. There's everybody who knows me. I'm like, oh my God, she's a pink girl. I love all the pink. <laughs> I love the pink. And this is where Jen and I, you know, 
where, where we bump heads. I'm a yellow girl, as you can see. Everything. I love yellow too. Yeah. Um, and pink is actually, I actually just did my first photo shoot in California and I had like a, I told her, I'm like, you're going to be so All proud. Pink. It's a pink background. Oh. Um, but I also know that pink is a color that obviously from a marketing and branding standpoint, obviously caters to women and you have managed to sprinkle that you know, into your space as I can see. And for our, our, how important has that been though for you to kind of establish um, yourself as a, you know, as a, a female owned uh, business and practice? Because, you know, that you aren't really, you aren't catering to everyone, right? You are catering specifically to women. So, correct. So, well, we have some men, you know, I'm like, yeah. Most of them happen to be gay. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I ask if you had any men. Um, well, and, and that's what I, I was going to say, because do, men do, listen, our, our publication caters to women, but we do have men who read it because yeah. I would say smart men will read it because yeah. they know right. what women really want. So yeah. I, can, we, I can understand that. <laughs> we do have men, but we do have a lot of uh, female patients. Um, and they're kind of, when people ask me, what's your demographic? Who are your patients? It's like, I want to treat patients who are, like me in the sense that they want to feel empowered they want to gain confidence they want to feel good about themselves not only for like them but to be able to spread it out to other people like one of my favorite things to do is make other people feel like rock stars so that they can go and project that on other people whoever they encounter so um you know while my office is pink it's very like serene and when i was designing the office i was like this is a lot of pink you know <laughs> but um <laughs> it ended up it's like pink and beige and gold undertones it's great but um if we have managed to create a sanctuary not only for myself and my female employees my female team um but also a sanctuary for patients to come in as well so That's, I you know i i feel like that is so important because even when i was uh you know slowly taking over this space that i started i started out with like one small office and then it turned into three and then four and then two different, you know, suites within the plaza that I'm at. I always remember mm -hmm. uh, saying, you know, I never want this space to feel like you're coming into an office. I want it to feel like people are coming into my home, like, like mm -hmm. they're warm, it's welcoming. And we could totally talk about business, but we could do it on a couch with coffee. Like we could, yeah, it, could right. it doesn't have to be, you know, this formal boardroom setting where um, and I even encourage everyone, you know, like, you know, there's days where you show up and you dress up. There's days where you dress down because the, the weather just calls for that. So the fact that you've taken that into account um, within your office space to help people, you know, feel serene because dentistry is not like anyone's first option yeah. of treatment scary, today. Yeah. So yeah. why wouldn't I want to walk into an office that literally feels like maybe I'm walking into a spa or a salon as opposed to a dentist? I feel like women think about this more than men. I could be wrong, but like women are the one, again, not to be stereotypical, but like women make a house a home and like you really do cherish your surroundings. And so I'm thinking if I'm spending so many hours of my work week here, I want it, I want to be excited about coming into work. Yeah. I, I, I have a sign in my door that says, this is my happy place. So, yes. uh, although my home should probably take number one. Yeah. <laughs> here, I don't have kids and dogs. So <laughs> like, it's like, you know, it's more... <laughs> It's like my mess, not everybody's mess. So, um, but yeah, I, I I can definitely relate to that. And I think that sentiment kind of like runs the gamut 
around all women. Like we think about, you know, I and because we've commented like, oh my God, I walked into that office and I felt like, ooh, you know, like yeah. it feels so. And you're right. It typically feels yeah. kind of sterile. Like, yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, any type of medical office you walk into, you're like, Ugh. Which you want because obviously yes. you're getting a procedure and hygiene should be at the utmost, you know, <laughs> top of the mm -hmm. list. However, I think that you're doing something that also has to do with aesthetics. And I, mm -hmm. for one, especially because I feel like us, we work in an industry where aesthetics are really important. Like we, yeah. we tend to look at the overall picture and how that's projected. Um, I would consider, you know, probably your office space over someone else's that may not look as inviting or mm -hmm. as cool or, you know, as stylish because I do take all of that into it. You know, in New York city, I'm like retail storefront. So I purposely built my office. I'm like a block away from the flagship smile direct uh, club um, here in New York, but I purposely built my office. So that is like, accessible for people who walk by because the whole like orthodontic world is changing where people are ordering kits to do it themselves at home before back in the day i would just have to work off of referrals that old man dennis would send me and now i'm like look i know what the people want they know how to find me with the internet and instagram and google and all that yeah let them come find me come find me and let me be accessible basically so so what would you say <laughs> is you know now that you've established your your business your brand is like your biggest takeaway that you could share with someone who may be looking to either start um not an orthodontist practice but even in the entrepreneurial world to just kind of because what i see from you what i get from you is that you literally you saw your lane and it, like your vision and your path was so clear and you went for it and here you are you know, proudly mm -hmm. being able to tell that story, what would you say to them? So, I mean, and this is again, kind of fun, a thing that I learned along the way is like, there's a lot of fakers out there in the sense that like a lot of people don't know what they're doing until they're in the thick of it. They learn from what worked and what didn't, and then they kind of press on with what works. So, you know, for me, it was, it's all a learning curve. You have a general idea of how to do things, but if something doesn't work, you just dust yourself off and try it another way until something fits for you and for basically everybody else that you're trying to work with. Um, but I mean, my biggest piece of advice is just, just kind of do it. It's scary. It's not going to feel comfortable at all. Um, you know, I always had like a backup plan where while I was working in my own practice, I worked one day a week for another dentist just as a fallback, you know, just in case I didn't make money, but I didn't need it at all. And the day I quit, I was like, oh my gosh, I should have done this years ago. <laughs> Isn't so, that okay, so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's good to do, you almost have to do a trust fall. And yeah. like, the other thing is if it was easy to be a, like entrepreneur, everyone would do it. Like a lot of people are like, faking it but it is hard work and you know people see the glamorous part of it all but like even when I'm done with patients I'm working on weekends not with patients I'm working you're always trying to work and continue to advance the business um now you're thinking of new ways new things to try um new marketing tactics exactly always it's constant so for sure but that allows um, you to be creative too which I think is really really uh, a fun part of it all yeah that's, that's really amazing. I actually, um, you know, I thought this conversation was going to go a different way. I'm actually <laughs> really happy that, um, you know, we hit, we hit on topics that, um, you know, obviously your services are super important. And I want, I want us to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, you know, what specific type of services uh, women can get in your office when they walk in, like what, what are the expectations? Cause you talked about orthodontics changing. Um, you know, I know I had 
Jesus, I got braces at like 20, <laughs> 21. My husband met me with braces on, which was like, <laughs> like my profile picture on my oh dating my website, I had braces and I'm like, and you like me like this? Like, this is, like you. I saw it underneath the metal. I'm like, uh, you totally did because it was <laughs> right. Um, but things have changed. Like what yeah. has changed? I mean, and I'm talking about 20 years ago. So like a lot has changed. So a lot has changed. Um, you know, the, the, I think the biggest thing is when people think of orthodontics, you think of braces, but now the market is booming with Invisalign clear yeah. aligners where you basically, wear them as much as you can, like the braces, but you can take them out so you can eat whatever you want, take them out to clean your teeth so you don't have all that food trap and everything. It's also way less visible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I tell patients, you know, they're like, well, you can see them a little bit. I said, yeah, they're not entirely invisible, but they are less visible than braces. But like back in the day when you would present in a board meeting, if you were self-conscious about wearing them, take them out, make the sale, close the deal, pop them back in and you're in a little bit more control. And so it fits with your lifestyle. Um, so that is great. The other um, thing is it's a lot, it's a lot easier to commit to like a shorter duration of uh, treatment versus like thinking, Hey, I'm going to be in metal wires for two years where maybe I can just tweak a little bit and be a little bit more specific about corrections instead of correcting everything. Yeah. You can kind of cater more to what is the patient's biggest complaint. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then also, you know, um, whitening your teeth is, has been, is, is, isn't, or is easier than ever. Back in the day, people think you have to go to the office and get whitened for an hour at a, each visit and it costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars. There's a lot of great um, whitening kits that you can purchase online. Uh, they do at home and you see some gradual improvement as well. So like it's becoming more and more accessible and affordable for patients, which is great. Cause like everybody wants beautiful confident smiles, not just super wealthy people. Of course. And, and um, one of the things that I wanted you to touch on if you could is especially now during COVID, like what, um, cause I know I've like, I'll listen to the commercials, you know and I'll watch the news and I'll hear how people have literally, especially children and um, have, you know, parents have disregarded children's dental health and their hygiene because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, what reassurances can you give anyone who may be listening about, you know, those thoughts that they may be giving to their oral health because they're like, you know, well, COVID is happening. Like I'm not right. going anywhere. Can't go. Yeah. So dental, dental offices, like across the country, dentists um, are super, super safe before COVID. You know, the analogy I tell patients is we assume everyone is hep C HIV positive when they walk into the door. That means you take strict precautions. You make sure you wear the proper PPE and you're covered up and you, and you, uh, basically clean your instruments and your operatories and everything to begin with. Um, so the environment itself is clean and it was clean before COVID. Now there's even more extra precautions that we take post COVID with, uh, different ventilation systems in our office to really make sure that everyone feels, um, safer. So it's not like, We've always been safe, but now we kind of almost exaggerate things for patients so that they understand like what exactly we're doing that before we didn't really vocalize. Um, regarding your oral health and kind of putting it on the back burner during COVID, it is still important that you get your cleanings and checkups every um, six months because your mouth is basically like the, the entrance to the health of the rest of your body. If you have bacteria or decay resting on your teeth that you don't really get cleaned off by the dentist, uh, that can start to affect everything from your heart, even to the joints of your body. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but like 
if you catch a cavity early, um, you can potentially kind of starve the cavity where you don't end up eating a filling or a crown. So like there are things that can kind of be reversed if they're caught early. And that's typically what is done at these um, dental checkups. So no, that's, that's, huh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but see, the more you know. Yeah. How can um, whoever may be listening get in touch with you? How can um, they reach out? Uh, I feel like I need to do a little pit stop. I know, I want to say <laughs> I just um, need to check you out myself. <laughs> so our office is called Smile Pop and we're in uh, the Nomad Park neighborhood of Manhattan on 28th and Madison. Um, you can conveniently book a consultation virtually or in office um, on our website at smilepop.com. Um, you can follow me on my crazy life of Instagram um, at Dr. Courtney Ortho and that's where I try and uh, sprinkle a little bit of education and just overall general happiness uh, for people. But uh, website and you know Instagram, I would say. You know, some randoms find me on TikTok. I don't know how they do it. Special <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, this, we gotta get on it. We gotta. Yeah. <laughs> Our whole thing is like, are we ever gonna use? I know TikTok? we're like, are, are we, we gonna, gonna are we gonna do this? Or are we really gonna? <laughs> you know, I want. I only allow myself time on TikTok when I'm on the stairmaster in the morning, and I gotta tell you, I'm motivated to work <laughs> out just so I can catch up. <laughs> That's great. Well, it was such a pleasure speaking to you, yeah. learning more about what you do. Um, and like I said, I'm really curious. I would love like, you know, when we have some time to stop by and, and, yeah. and just check out the the space because I'm sure it's as fabulous as it looks. I know. Um, I'm <laughs> pink now. I am. I am. I, I love it. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for joining yeah. us. It was really great speaking to you. Thank you so much for the opportunity.